The city, yeah, he's giving it to the wrong bitch. Is it it really? Is it really the key to the city, or is it the key to your heart? Not my heart, (laughs) (laughs) or it could be it could be the key to the Russell Gettin podcast. Uh, it's a pretty big key, it could be, it could be. Why not take that big key and unlock the enjoyment that is the WrestleGenin podcast with your hosts, Chris the Heat Matthews, Garrett G Money Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus, Carl Crossland. Fellas, how y'all feeling this week? ET said. Oh what? my God. QT sucks. Yeah, QT <laughs> does suck. So. No, not QT. UT. 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 Yeah, the okay. University of Tennessee. So, oh. Uh, fuck you, Knoxville, and your mayor, King. <laughs> well, QT sucks, too, but, yeah. I, oh, you know, awesome. I, I, I've been meaning to say something, but I, I keep forgetting about I know you guys don't watch enough SmackDown, but I, there's there's been a wrestler that's put on there who's very entertaining. And if you guys want to watch SmackDown... Just watch it for Rick Boogs. Rick Boogs is awesome. Dude, Rick Boogs is fucking great. He's actually he a really was, good wrestler. He actually had a couple matches in NXT. Like, I mean, he got squashed. But, like, just him coming out with the whole, like, just, like, the rocking out, like, to, with air guitar thing that he was doing was yeah. just awesome. I remember so, that. Such a good time. I like Rick Oh, Boogs. man. Him beating freaking everybody. <laughs> Him beating Ziggler and Robert Roode every week. It's great. Rick Boogs has actually been wrestling? Yeah, dude. He's been wrestling. He oh, wrestled awesome. Ziggler last week and he wrestled uh, um, Robert Roode this week. Yes, I, I need to watch. You need to watch. You need to watch, watch some more that. SmackDown. That's all you need to watch. Well, you I mean, don't, we're going. Don't need to... Well, maybe we can up. see him. In November, when SmackDown comes to Greensboro. Yeah. I'm going to be <laughs> honest. Or you stalk them after the show. Becky Lynch is out right now, and she kind of looks like Oompa Loompa, and I don't like it. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. She's a little too orange for me right now. Yeah, the IWC has seemed to have uh, turned on Becky. So I'm not, uh, not as pleased with Becky anymore. So, but. Hey, it happens, but you know who is who is pretty pleased here? The people that follow us on Twitter at WrestleGettingPod with one D. The folks over at Instagram at WrestleGettingPod with two Ds and for the underscore collection. Facebook.com slash WrestleGettingPod with one D as well. YouTube.com slash for the collection. And you can buy our shit at ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestleGettingPodcast. And if you head over to Redbubble.com slash people 
slash Russell Getting Podcast. We uh we have hats available now. Pretty awesome. So get yourself a Russell Getting Podcast hat. Some good times right there. So um we go from that and something else I want to talk about here. The feed spot top 90 wrestling podcasts. We are actually on that list for those that don't know. Um, ranked at number 32 out of 90, according to Feed Spot. Yeah, they know podcasts, I guess, right? I, I guess so. I mean, we're ranked higher than Jim Cornette and uh, Jim Ross's podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess they well, know 31. To be fair, I don't listen to either one. <laughs> I was going to say, to be fair, when you have someone like Jim Ross, he says, well, that count was quicker than 19 is to 20. I, I think I understand. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, I haven't listened to a Jim Ross podcast at all, but all Cornette does is this bitch about fucking whatever. How the product is terrible. How nobody, how yeah. no wrestler is good. How the product was good 35 years ago. Or how he would write it better or something. Yeah. How he would be the the wrestlers on both sides at the same time. <laughs> the funny thing, the thing that I don't get with this is, um, like I'm very you know happy to be included on this list, and you know very psyched and you know humbled by where we fall or we fell at. Um, but they their rankings are based on show quality and social media presence, like. Well, we don't have that big of a presence on social media compared to some of these other podcasts. Listen to so, me. Hey, so, then that just means our show quality is that much better. I mean, that's what I'm saying. So, so but uh, thank you to Feedspot for um, ranking us at number 32 on their list. Um, you can actually check out the full list at uh, blog.feedspot.com slash wrestling underscore podcast. Um, we'll actually include that in the show notes this week, so you'll be able to find the link there as well. Um, and I believe I actually put a Twitter post out earlier this week, too. So if you guys follow us on Twitter, you can find the link for that as well. Um, but the number one uh, top 90 is actually the Pro Wrestling Torch Daily cast, which is actually pretty cool. And I know if you guys scroll through the list, um, get down to number 14, it's someone a little recognizable. Friend of the show, Kenny. Would the call up podcast rank number 14 on this list? Heck yeah. So congrats to Kenny on that one. So we're uh, not that far behind you, man. Put on your coattails. I was just like really excited about that when I saw that. When we actually got the the email for it. I was like, what? I was like, I don't remember putting this out here. But I actually do remember signing this up on that website. You know, but then they ranked us too. And I was like, oh, sweet. Awesome. <laughs> Good stuff there. All right. Um, I do have some uh, follow-up from last week where we talked about the uh, Adam Cole uh, being a manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently that was false. So that was um, spread through some of the uh, angry anti or angry anti-AEW um journalists so to say 
So Adam Cole actually responded to that, which I thought he said it in one of the interviews, but must have misheard it or just read it and thought that it came from his uh, interview after All Out. But um, he said that was never the plan, um, and he was supposed to debut on the main roster as a singles competitor. So he was never meant to be Keith Lee's manager. So. Yeah, from what I heard, they had offered him the uh, title, but, I mean, yeah. maybe uh, – I'm wrong. <clears throat> yeah, I know, like we said, like he did say one of his big things about um, not signing with WWE was being able to keep, um, keep his uh, Twitch stream going. So that was yeah. part of the reason, one of the reasons why he jumped to AEW instead of staying at WWE. I mean, understandable. Man, I heard they were going to let him do story time every uh, 8 o'clock when the show started. <laughs> Oh, man. AEW should just let them do that every single week. Yeah. <laughs> just open up the show with him sitting in front of a fireplace with a book. <laughs> Hello, boys and girls. It's ready for it's story, story time. time with Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> On this week's edition of AEW. <laughs> a real flower knocker. We're going to have a real slobber knocker. Awesome. All right. You guys got anything else to add? Or you guys want to jump into the news? Slipping news. All right. Let's get in to the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number. What's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one 900 Right, so Dark Side of the Ring, the uh, remainder of the season premiered this week, um, and they kicked off with the plane ride from hell, um, the big WWE debacle where Ric Flair decided he was going to walk around um, flashing stewardesses and a cape or his robe and uh, swinging his junk around like a helicopter. <laughs> oh, I'm trying not to laugh at that because it, it, it was actually pretty bad. Um <laughs> But uh, because of that, uh, comments that were made by Tommy Dreamer on the episode, Tommy Dreamer has been suspended indefinitely by Impact Wrestling. Um, Apparently, from what I saw with the comments, Dreamer pretty much condoned the actions of Ric Flair, saying, you know, it's the nature boy being the nature boy. So he's like, yeah, I mean, it was well endowed and you could swing it like a helicopter. <laughs> it was the nature boy being a nature boy and I mean um, for what I heard too I heard that this uh, may be like misleading that uh, he wasn't suspended from Impact but he actually notified Impact uh, that he wouldn't be uh, making appearances on there because of what backlash he was receiving yeah, I think everything I said, uh, saw said that he was um, suspended indefinitely by impact management, but I mean, they I could mean, just, they could have done that. that like way, but, they could have just done that as like a storyline thing just to yeah. play it off, you know? Yeah. Uh, Ric Flair also had some comments too. Um, I guess he was on Renee's um, oral sessions um, a few weeks prior to the episode airing. Um, and he had made some talk a little bit about it. And he said, you know, I'll come back on after the episode airs. 
He's like, and I'll give you every single detail. He's like, I can tell you where people were sitting, what was going on, who was on the flight, who wasn't on the flight, what happened, what didn't happen. So be kind of interesting to see if that actually happens. Um, Jim Ross was asked why um, Ric Flair wasn't punished for his actions on the flight and why Scott Hall and Kurt Henning were fired. And Jim Ross basically said, you know, that's Ric Flair. He was pretty much already self-made or made man at that point. So, like, because he was Ric Flair, he wasn't, there was no backlash for his actions on the flight. But they could fire Scott Hall and Kurt Henning. But. What else? So, yeah. So, that was the premiere for the rest of the season for dark side of the ring the first half of the season should be up on hulu now so if anybody that missed that wants to go back and check that out i'm actually going to go do that because i didn't get to watch any of it which sucks yeah i didn't see it i've um, seen some of the older older episodes i just haven't seen this episode yet i saw like that yeah brian pillman and um i didn't get to see any of those ones yeah. I'll go back and watch those uh let's see i got samoa joe injured we'll get to that actually when we get to our wwe roundup for um bell to bell um roxy wins the roh women's championship tournament um defeating miranda ali's so she is your first ever ring of honor women's champion so that happened uh last weekend so congrats to roxy thanks and uh, I, was, I honestly really thought it was going to be um, Angelina Love in the finals of that and actually winning the title. But no, uh, Roxy picked up the win. Too. That's pretty awesome. Um, Impact Wrestling announces the Knockouts Knockdown on October 9th. Um, this will be on the Impact Plus app. Um, it, is also, it has been announced that Mercedes Martinez will be competing on the show. Um, so that will be past her 30 days from her release for her NXT contract. Um, they also announced the Daphne Memorial Monsters Ball match, uh, which there's been some mixed um, mixed feelings on this one because this was pretty much the match that ended Daphne's career. So and then led to all her um, post wrestling um, battles with depression and mental health. So. Um, I kind of feel like they could have, if that was the case, like getting this backlash for it, um, I kind of feel like they probably could have done something a little bit different. Um, but I understand why they went with the Monsters Ball match, because Daphne was one she's of the, the most. Yeah. Yeah. She was the first she's most female. That. Yeah, her and um, Taylor Wilde, first two to wrestle in a Monsters Ball match. So, so we'll see where that, where that goes from there. I'm actually I'm pretty much looking forward to this pay-per-view. They've... Um, Mickey James will be on commentary along with Vita Scott and uh, Melissa Santos will be the ring announcer. Nice. So it's going to be, going to be a good matchup. Good, uh, good pay-per-view there. Um, that's pretty much all I got for news this week. You guys got anything that I missed? I don't think so. Okay. And really, there wasn't really a whole lot going on that I saw this week or nothing that was like super interesting to talk about. Like, even some yeah. of that stuff was like me. So. Great boy, show this day. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Limousine riding. 
jet airplane flying. Dick spinning. <laughs> Son of a gun. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I, I do have something here. Stephen Amell is teasing some involvement at uh, AEW uh, Dynamite Grand Slam next week. Ooh. Yeah, buddy. I'm looking for will be uh, surprised at that one. Awesome. All right. So let's get in to figure news this week. Uh, Cello Toys adds Big Stevie Cool to their wrestling megastars line. Uh, so he'll go great with the uh, the blue mini figure. Now all we're missing is Hollywood Nova to get the uh, the BWO role in there. And pics of the newest Unrivaled series uh, popped up on Instagram this week from two different um, Instagram uh, accounts. So we saw images of Nyla Rose. Uh, the new Young Bucks, FTR, uh, Lance Archer, and I can't remember who the other one was in that set, but uh, the Lance Archer actually looks freaking amazing. Like, they did a really good job on that figure. They killed it. FTR looks pretty solid. Actually, no, I think that is those are the six in that set. FTR, Young Bucks, Nyla, and Lance Archer. Nyla is kind of like the face scan is like really off on that one. But. Is it? rest of it doesn't look too bad. And then I think she, I think Nyla is the, Nyla and um, Lance Archer are the chases in that set. You don't get it to go with the Rico, Garrett? Um, no, no, I'm not. I was going to say, Garrett, do you don't even have a Rio? <laughs> no, no, I do not. I only bought Rio because she came with the title. If, if I wanted oh, to buy it. Chris actually has her. <laughs> I do. I only bought her because she came with the title. But then they announced yeah. Sheeta after yeah. I bought her, and then Sheeta came with the title. <laughs> sure, Chris. I was gonna say, Carl, if I wanted to buy Riho, I would just go buy uh, a stick and put a couple arms on it. <laughs> <laughs> About the same damn thing. Pretty much. Uh, Polly Pocket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the figure. The figure is terrible. Like, and I had a ten dollar coupon too. You know, the Target Pharmacy gives you the $10 coupons every now and then. So I paid like $10 for it. I <laughs> never would have bought it for 20 bucks. <laughs> Chris got a flu shot <laughs> just to get a Rio. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you know it. Big fan. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you know, $10 coupon <laughs> just to get a title belt. <laughs> I take it off my Rio and put it on my Brandy Rhodes figure. <laughs> you never had a title. It's, yeah, so <laughs> it'd be more believable than Rio. Well, why don't you just put you it on your? Uh, you just put it on your Ruby Riot figure. Well, I actually put it, have your, I put it on. You put it on your Omega figure. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <Not> so <likely>. <laughs> <laughs> I so take every figure, every belt I have, and put it on my Kenny Omega. <laughs> and then take a picture of it. <laughs> belt collector. Is there a figure of Ultimo Dragon? There was. Um, WWE had a couple uh, when Jax had the license and the Ruthless Aggression line. I sadly do not have an Ultimate Dragon. I could not find it when that figure was on the shelves. 
I'm not paying like forty dollars for one. So oh. yeah, it's, it's pretty up there in price. Um, but yeah, they did one, and then there's been a couple, like, a bunch of Japanese figures, and I think there's um, one of the Mexican uh, toy companies did an Ultimate Dragon too. And a fun fact on that one, since we're talking toys, um, he was actually supposed to be included in one of the WCW toy biz lines before WCW went out of business. And there's actually um, a prototype made of Ultimate Dragon for that series, for that those sets of figures. And then there's supposed to, um, Chronic was supposed to be made too, um, but they never went into production they made like prototypes fully painted prototypes of chronic they never made it past the prototype stage before they the toy line was canceled unfortunately it's very sad what the fuck is this garbage i know fucking toy biz (laughs) oh that's not what i was talking about trying to figure (laughs) out why uh why uh proud and powerful trying to look like uh god well, they got the face paint again. Yeah, <laughs> it looks so similar. You know, it's, it's dead presidents. Yeah, no, it's so similar. It's so okay. I actually thought that's who it was for a second. I was like, oh wait, never mind. It's completely different from God's face paint. Nah, not the one they just had on. It looked pretty similar. It wasn't the white, the white face paint with the the black. Around the yeah, eyes. but it, it looked a little bit cleaner than usual. Yeah, maybe they, I don't know. Maybe I'm, bullshitting. <laughs> maybe I'm bullshitting. I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't look at Geo. I don't watch enough God matches. Maybe that's what it is. Nope, that's exactly what it is. Yep. Because I thought the same thing too. The first time they did the face paint, like at a quick glance, I was like, Are they ripping God. And then when it actually got a better shot of it, it was like, oh, no, that's dead president. They have women's wrestling on 205 Live now? They do, actually. Wow. Rock on. I just came across the thing on Twitter. Awesome. All right. Let's, um, that's enough for the news. Let's go. Bell to Bell. This week, uh, coming out of Monday Night Raw, we have a new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Mm-mm-mm. Big E cashes in the money in the bank on Bobby Lashley after his match with um Orton, Randy Orton, and Big E picks up the win against Lashley. What are your guys' uh, thoughts on this? Uh, I'm not a huge Big E fan, but, I mean, congratulations to him. Like, uh, <laughs> I did see, uh, uh, it was, somebody said it was Photoshop, but I got excited there for a minute. 
But uh, did you see the like the picture that was like a custom made E belt? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They took off that W, put the E on there. Yeah. I like it. That'd be awesome. They should totally do that. <laughs> but um, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of here for it. Honestly, it's something different. Yeah. It's, new. it's something yeah, I mean, different. I'm not mad, but yeah. I mean, you know, he's like, it is. That's either. It is actually there's a bit of history in that match too. Um, Biggie is actually the the fourth African American WWE champion, and this is the first time that there's been two um, African American champions back to back. Interesting. There's only been four WWE. What about Booker T? He might have been. Well, he wasn't WWE champion. He was world heavyweight champion. Oh. Uh, Booker T never held the WWE title. Yeah, but at that point, the the world title was better than the WWE title anyway. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Definitely at that point. But it's um, it was The Rock, um, Kofi Kingston, Bobby Lashley. Um, Biggie. I don't know. I recognize Booker T as the world. Uh, not for a WWE title. Right? Those those guys, they were strictly Mark WWE. Henry, was Mark Henry the world title too? Yeah, yeah. Mark Henry was world title. Yep. Yeah, they actually they never gave. The Rock was the only one to hold it. Until um, until Kofi won it. Kofi was the, the first one since The Rock to win the WWE title as a person of color. And that was like 20 years in between like title reigns or something like that. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, probably not 20 because The Rock had it at um, it's probably like 10 years. This is when um the Rock beat Cena or not not when the Rock beat Cena is when the Rock beat Punk at that Royal sure. Rumble and defended against Cena. So that was the last time the Rock held the title. You're not counting my WWF title either because Rock was the WWF champion. Well, yeah, WWF champ. The WWF title is the same as WWE title. Like that's the same lineage. Just the World Heavyweight. The World title had a separate. I think that one they included the all the past WCW champions on. I would say um, uh, Ron Simmons. And then I guess if you want to include the NWA lineage in that time, like, I don't know like when he broke it apart from the NWA or whatever. But, um, yeah. uh, R-Truth was uh, NWA champion. Yeah, and I think our truth was the first black NWA champion too, if I remember correctly. Damn, yeah, that's probably true. Cause yeah, like <laughs> besides, like, cause I think when uh, uh, Ron Simmons won the title in WCW, that was after Ric Flair had left, right? And they had the WCW World Title. Yeah, him. he was. Um, yeah, he was WCW World Champion. So that was after WCW split from NWA. Yeah. I think when um, if I remember watching watching hey, clips from that match, I'm pretty sure they said that he was the first um, African American NWA champion. Do you want a fun fact? 
Which fun fact? Your fun fact for the day is Ronald Simmons is uh, the first African-American to be recognized by WWE uh, to win a world title as professional wrestling. You should be the first uh, actually recognized world champion. Did Junkyard Dog win a world title in any of the promotions he was in? Like, um, he won quite a few in like the um the independent promo promotions that he was in. So he was like the Louisiana Championship Wrestling. The one with the um, Von Erich, What was that one? That was like like WWF or something or WCCW or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Is that like plus? But um, I know when we profiled um Junkyard Dog, um, I think it was last year during Black History Month, we went through his like entire like title accomplishments, and I think he, like most of the most of the federations that he was in, besides like WWF and like WCW, he actually won the world champion. He was like world champion in those promotions. Yeah. In a lot of those promotions, he was the first black heavyweight champion that they had. Good stuff there. But, yeah, that was for the biggest thing from Monday Night Raw um, was Big E cashing in. That was, pretty, like, the biggest thing that happened pretty much all week in wrestling. Um, NXT 2.0, um, I know we were kind of talking a little bit back and forth while this is going on. Uh, what are your guys's thoughts and overall impressions of the nxt 2.0 which is bullshit because it should actually be like nxt 3.0 it should be um, like in nxt 10.0 yeah. <laughs> um <Yeah>. well <laughs> of all the new people i would say i probably liked uh uh the the steiner guys the best uh breaker yeah. i think he looked the best in the ring of all of them Definitely, <clears throat> I I have to agree on that one. Um, like the set or just the like card in general. Just just your overall like thoughts of of the show, like presentation, like. I mean, I loved the the, the like the ring setup. I thought it looked cool as shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that was the best part of like the whole. And he had a more, um, <laughs> had like a more intimate like uh, feel to it too. Like, yeah, it kind of. It feels like an NWA taping. Yeah. Like, just more polished and higher production value. Yeah, like a modern set. But it still kind of yeah. had, like, an old school... So had, like, some old school vibe. So, like, like I said, it was, like, a very intimate setup. Yep. Um, shorter ramp. Uh, I liked it. Yeah. Um I, th- I know we were all kind of leery, and all- everyone was kind of leery on the direction they were going to go um, when we found out they were redoing NXT, rebranding. Yeah. Um, I was actually very surprised that Tommaso Ciampa won the NXT title. I well, thought they were going to well. go with someone a little younger. Well, I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm glad Ciampa's got Goldie back. Um, okay. the, the end of the show there with Breaker staring down, and that stare down with Ciampa and Goldie. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of excited for that. What yeah. was that tech team that versed um, Imperium? Well, like the I don't remember their name. Southern guys. I don't remember their name. 
Was that their first time? Or, I don't remember them. That's the first time I've ever seen them. On, yeah. On uh, they look good, though. They have, like, a good, like, old school, like, feel to them. Like, I, I enjoyed that match. <laughs> But yo, but. You, know, you know, also had a good old school feel to him in NXT that they completely screwed up. The revival. The revival, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, we'll see where they go. Like, Braun Breaker, I think, is probably going to be their breakout um, yeah. of the new people that they um, debuted this past week. Sucks that they're not going by because a couple weeks ago they announced his name was going to be Rex Steiner. So, which is it's pretty much a play on his last name because his his last name is Rex Steiner to begin with. Um, but he's going to be Rex Steiner. So kind of sucks that they didn't go with the Steiner name. Um, I kind of understand for like marketing and trademarking, giving him like a unique like WWE created name. But so Braun Breaker kind of sounds like Bone Breaker. So I mean, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think he, I mean, it's in his blood, man. He looked good. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the throwback tight, you know, kind of paying homage to his dad. Uh, that was really cool, too. They didn't really come out and say that he was Rick Steiner's son, um, but they did make mention of dogface gremlin mentality on commentary. Okay. So I thought that was a nice little thing out there because. I guess they're being told not to come out and say that he's Rick Steiner's son. So. All I want to know is, is does he know math? Does he know <laughs> math? Probably not yeah. as well as his uncle, but I'm sure he knows yeah. math. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I think, I mean, he might want to, you know, make his own name, too. Though. That, yeah. Because they, the, they did the same thing with Charlotte when she first bought, when she first came into NXT. Like, they never called her Charlotte Flair. Like she was, uh, she was Charlotte, um, and it wasn't until like towards the end of her run in NXT that they started, you know, saying, "Oh, Charlotte Flair," and then even when they brought her up to Raw, it wasn't Charlotte Flair; it was Charlotte. They're trying to keep her separated from Rick, but then they, you know, it's like, well, she's Rick Flair's daughter, so we might as well just go run with that. So, but maybe down the line they'll finally just do something and be like, "Yeah, he's Rick Steiner's son." He'll do the recliner or something. Okay. <laughs> the uh, the bulldog from the middle rope. Or the Frankenstein recliner. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, we also do that had Steiner in it, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. Uh, the Steiner screwdriver, which is the uh, the Falcon Arrow. <laughs> Frankensteiner, the Steiner liner. Steiner liner, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I was like, I knew there was one I was missing. Steiner liner. Which was the, uh, was it the clothesline? Or was that yeah. the bulldog? No, that was the clothesline, I think. <laughs> oh, man. What'd you guys think of the wedding? <laughs> <laughs> it started off really bad. Like, I was like, what is this garbage? Yeah. The best part of the whole <laughs> wedding, and I know Carl cracked up laughing. When he choked up like, the No, no, no. That was not my favorite part. They're like, if anyone has anything to say, speak up now. And then he pulls out the fucking axe. He's like, anybody? Hmm? Hmm? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. My fucking axe was great. Right. Favorite, that was awesome. <laughs> part uh, was uh, the uh, the valve. When they asked him his valve, please give her a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I loved it. I thought it, this is like the first wedding that has not had anything like crazy happen. Aside from choking out the ref, like there's been there was nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah, I was hoping for like uh, the snake or uh, Undertaker to come crash it or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this this was definitely better than the uh, the Impact wedding with uh, Rosemary and Johnny Bravo. <laughs> At least no one yep. got shot. So. <laughs> oh, I thought it was great. I, I love Beth Phoenix jumping in as the uh, the efficient. <laughs> yeah. She's she's like, I knew something might happen, so I got ordained last night. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh man, like if I ever like when we when my wife and I renew our vows, I'm contacting Beth to be the efficient for our wedding. <laughs> Oh, good stuff there. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of the big stuff there from NXT. I personally, like, with you guys, uh, um, I agree with the whole look of NXT. Like, I love the arena setup. Um, the entrance stage is really nice. I do kind of miss the, I really did like the CWC setup with, like, the cage and everything. Just um, because it was something unique and different. But the, I think this going forward will probably be one of the best options for them as far as production value and, and all that fun stuff. So kind of excited to see where we go from here. Uh, all right. Uh, from that NWA this week, uh, Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch uh, started off the show with a very um, off-the-cuff promo from the two of them. Uh, very... Uh, uh, very emotional promo from the two of them. Definitely uh, tugged on your heartstrings there a little bit. Listening to the, listening to go back and forth and talking about training with Harley Race and um, just different things between the two of them. Um, apparently, from what Nick Aldis said as he retweeted a uh, clip of the interview, is that none of that was scripted. Neither one of them knew what they were going to say, and it was all just straight, straight from the heart and which I think are probably some of the better promos that actually happened. So. Really good stuff there. I know you guys aren't following NWA as closely as I am, but um, Camille and Molina, Camille attacked Molina while she was on commentary, um, setting up probably going to get a title match between Molina and Camille. Kira Hogan called out Mickey James, and then the main event was a fucking slap fight. Bye. Between Jack Dane and Crimson. Basically, Crimson challenged Dane to the slap fight so he could humiliate him. Um, this thing never got finished as Trevor Murdoch was the like special judge or ref or whatever for this. Um, he ended up getting jumped by Strictly Business, um, Latimer and Chris Adonis. And then all hell broke loose there as we ended up ended the show with like an AEW WCW type brawl. <laughs> so my question is, when you mean slap fight, do you mean like they have a table in front of them and they slap each other with chalked up hands? 
back and forth. Well, there's there is no table. Gets knocked up. Well, yeah, but it is like what you would see at 2 a.m. on ESPN Ocho. <laughs> okay. Yes, slap slap fighting. Okay, so, just wanted to make sure. So when yeah. I hear slap fighting, I'm thinking of like slap boxing. So they wasn't like slap boxing; they were no. like doing a little slap contest thing. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Like Rochambeau or whatever it's called. Yeah. Like if you scroll through your Facebook feed long enough, you'll find the slap boxing videos. Yeah, it has that dude with the weird eyes versus yeah. the dude. Yep. Like, yep. Yep. Check out the forklift at Home Depot or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Oh, man. Crazy stuff there. It's the NWA this week. Um, AEW. What do you guys think AEW this week? I didn't get to see all of it because uh, okay. the stream I was watching uh, got cut off uh, after the um, uh, Cody Rhodes and uh, Mocap Black uh, or Aleister Black or whatever it goes by now. So well, the best so you match of the like, night was the, the first hot ass Rosario night. Dawson. <laughs> What'd you say, Garrett? I said the best match of the night was the first match of the night. Yeah, pretty much. That was by far the best match. Oh, yeah, the Sean Spears match wasn't bad. Yeah, it was good too. Yeah, I seen that. It was good. Uh, I didn't like the the main event was kind of meh, but I didn't understand why that was the main event. I I don't understand either. It's because because Moxley was involved, so that's why it was the main event. Yeah, forgot. Yeah, um, I I AEW like Dynamite this week was okay. Like it wasn't like the best show. Um, but that you only say that because CM Punk wasn't on top as he is every other week. CM Punk was on commentary. I know. And then he got beat up because I mean, he deserved yeah, it. Yeah, no, because we have to set up, you know, Will Hobbs and CM Punk. So, I mean, I wasn't mad about it. Like, I know we're going to get We'll get a good match between Punk and Hobbs. So, which eventually is going to lead to a phenomenal match between CM Punk and Ricky Starks, which is what we want to see. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, uh, can I, I guess I can go ahead and tell you what happens on, um, Rampage, even though it really doesn't matter because it was taped anyway. All right, what happened? Well, we're apparently setting up Sammy Guevara versus Miro for the TNT title. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm guessing uh, my lost the car. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, so it hasn't gotten there yet, but uh, uh, Miro wrestles uh, Fuego del Sol again. And then he, like, mm-hmm. destroys him, beats the shit out of him, and Guevara comes out there. So, they're apparently so they setting up a... Star? Hmm? Yeah. So they went and... far. Yeah. And they're apparently uh, setting up a feud between the two. Outside of that, it's literally just been fucking Matt Hardy out there with no fucking man. With a fat guy dressed as Orange Cassidy. <laughs> yep. Whose hair he stole. Uh, who they're calling uh, Grapefruit Cassidy. <laughs> yep. Great <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. 
Oh man. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty much the biggest thing. And of course the uh Adam Cole's announcement of the return of the super click. So we'll have the, the Bucks and Adam Cole taking on um Jurassic Express and Christian next week. Be awesome. Was that one gonna be on Dynamite or was I think that was on Rampage? Yeah, yeah so next week's Rampage, Rampage is gonna be two hours. Like it should be. Dude, come on, Tony, Tony, listen, Tony Khan. Like, I can't do two hours of wrestling on a Friday night at ten o'clock, dude. Like that's <laughs> like that's twelve o'clock. I mean, yeah, can't do it. Like I'm old. I'm old. Like I'm lucky if I can make it through three hours of raw on a Monday night. Uh oh. So... Tony Tony Shivani, what did you just do? Uh oh. Man, you know Adam's gonna come out here. You better not be hug, hugging Britt Baker like that again. <laughs> oh man, awesome. Hey, so why don't we take a quick little question break here while we're before we get into uh, Impact? We got Victory Road this weekend. Um, which theme song is better? Which DX theme song is better? Which DX? Which DX theme song was better? And are we breaking them down like specifically? Breaking them down. Like Xbox is different. Break it down. Xbox is different because like at the end of his it goes. Yep. Because those all it all counts as DX because they're all members of DX. New Age Outlaws, Xbox, Triple H. Um, the Run DMC one. King of Rock. Yeah, the the DX remix. That's that's the one I was leaning towards. That, that's probably one of my favorite ones. That one's good. I like that one too. But you like the Triple H uh, thing? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. That one was uh, that was post DX though. Was it? Yeah, that was um, that was McMahon Helmsley era. Yeah. Yeah, that was after DX split. Because he was using um, King of Rock for a little bit there, too, during his solo entrances. I thought he used it right before he got together with Stephanie. Yeah, but that was, um, was post-DX, though. Was it? I'm pretty sure it was. Pretty sure it is, too, because I think he's healed at that time. DX was healed. Yeah, but and then in here. Then the X, <laughs> oh. oh, what was the other one? You got the uh, the Xbox Kane mashup. Well, that's post DX then. If, that, if that's the same time, because that's around the same time. But they're still um, they're still DX so, like, around that what, same time though too, because that's like, when um. Because Kane and Xbox with? ended up fighting over Tori. Oh, that's where oh, he no, was. That weird. When when did the uh, uh, who was, I think it was uh, Billy Gunn and X Pac versus Road Dog in China or something like that or vice versa? Um, at some point. I think so. I 
Yeah, I thought that was before the Kane, the Kane uh, X Pac tag team. Billy Gunn in China versus Road Dog and X Pac. Does not give me Eek. a date on here. Sells me an upload date of 2019, but it doesn't give me a, a date from the actual match. Dang. Ruby Soho said Britt Baker banging someone in the back. She's not wrong. Uh, 725 <laughs> WWF fully loaded. Was that match? That's <laughs> uh, funny. Well, I don't know. They may uh, reunited after that. I can't remember. Uh, oh, actually, someone Google searched this. Uh, Triple H, my time, uh, 2000. That's when he started using that. No, actually, it was, uh, started using the instrumental of my time on SmackDown November 9th in 2000. Yeah. Okay. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I was like, I was sitting there, I was like, how many different DX teams were there? It's probably like well, you had the Shawn Michaels like DX on. Um, I think um. Then you had. You can go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say I think my favorite one is probably Ass Man. Cause I'm an ass man. I'm an ass man. They did that after they split up, though, right? I thought he was still kind of part of DX, though, when he did that. I might have been after they split up, but um, I think it was. I think it was like that was after they split. It was before it became the one Billy Gun. That was like back when he had that in the front on the run, right? That yeah. yeah. Right. Ah, good stuff there. All right, let's get into Impact. This past week, one the big thing coming out of Impact is Rhino um, actually got booted from Violent by Design. Um, actually, uh, lost him and uh, Diener lost a tag match. Um, I can't remember who the hell they were tagging against, um, but they ended up losing. Oh, it was um, Decay. They wrestled uh, Crazy Steve and Black Tarus. So ended up losing after. Um, Rhino was holding Crazy Steve on the apron, and uh, Diener went to hit him with a flag, the Violent by Design flag that Diener carries to the ring. Uh, Crazy Steve was able to get free, and he clocked Rhino. Rhino got hit with the flag, and um, Crazy Steve picked up the win on Diener. After the match, they all beat down Rhino, and then basically kicked him out of Violent by Design. So with this happening, my question is, do we see the return of Heath Slater soon? I'm sorry, Heath Miller. 
Probably. Ninety-nine point nine percent. That's definitely coming. And point 0.8. <laughs> that should be pretty awesome. I'm excited if that's actually going to happen. So, which it should. Like he should be back from injury. He should be clear to Russell now. Um, why is Rhino still? Why is Rhino still wrestling? Yeah, he's entertaining. Yeah, he can still I'm wrestle. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Gary. No, you're not. I prefer they all. I prefer they all uh, wrestle, you know, until they get old. Pretty much. Like Gary, yeah, walking around like the <laughs> the Rock and Roll Express, and can barely stand anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or the oh, nasty man. boys. Or when I'm done and get in the ring, he just fucking stands outside of it. Yeah. Well, none of them are going to be, neither one can wrestle now. I think um, Nobbs is getting surgery on something or had uh, like emergency surgery. Like there was a GoFundMe like a couple weeks ago for it, but yeah. Uh, all right. Victory Road is Saturday this week. Um, that'll be on Impact Plus. That's going to be one of the exclusive pay-per-views for that. Um, interesting thing on here is Christian is not defending the title on this pay-per-view. So that's another Another one that we're not getting, but the main event looks to be uh, Josh Alexander defending the X Division title against Chris Saban. So that should be a pretty solid matchup there to close out that show. Um, we've got the World Tag Team titles on the line as the Good Brothers take on Rich Swan and Willie Mack. That's going to be a good one. The GBs. Um, <laughs> the GBs, the Good Brothers. Uh, we've got Knockouts Tag Team Championship action as Rosemary Havoc. Defend the titles against Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans. Um, we got a no, oh, definitely. Uh, no DQ match between Matt Cardona and Rohit Raju. Um, man, I love me some Rohit Raju, <laughs> the Desi Hitman again. Someone else who's just really entertaining. <laughs> he is very entertaining. Um, Eddie Edwards and Sam McCallahan will team up to take on the team of W. Morrissey and Moose. If they don't, if if Morrissey and Moose don't win. This rigged. Pretty much. Uh, Finjuice be taking on Bullet Club members Chris Bay and Hickaleo. That, that actually shouldn't be a bad match at all either. Yeah. I like uh, to, because um, that was when, because didn't Hickaleo be, he wrestled uh, Archer, right? On yes. AW? That yep. was a good match. Very good match. <clears throat> uh, we got Steve Macklin. Uh, taking on Petey Williams and TJP in a triple threat match. And we've got some knockout singles action as Tennille Dashwood takes on Taylor Wilde. So that's going to round out your victory road pay-per-view for this weekend. Um, then after that, it's straight on looking for bound for glory um, after the knockouts knockdown um, event. So we've got a lot of stuff that looks like it's being set up from there. Uh, one thing impact we had, um, Mickey James and Gianna Perrazzo brawl. So definitely going to be seeing those two lock up at Bound for Glory. Um, and there's something else that happened to that was set up for Bound for Glory. But uh, Christian looks, Christian will be defending against Ace Austin at Bound for Glory. I know that. So I thought that was going to be at Victory Road, but that's actually going to be Bound for Glory. So. Are we going to do picks for Victory? 
road or no? Nah, this one's like more of like a throwaway, throwaway event. It's like a longer version of um, their Thursday night show with no commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So there's that. So definitely check that out if you got Impact Plus. You can usually get like a 30 day free trial subscription for that. Um. Just remember to. Um, cancel your subscription or it's like eight bucks a month, which isn't bad. You get access to all the old like impact pay-per-views and stuff too. So yeah, you can go Older back and watch impact. Samoa Joe impact. and Kurt Angle. Absolutely. All right. So that's bell to bell. What you guys thinking? Some vintage throwdown. The wrestle getting podcast is brought to you each and every week by stack of Yes. That's stack of cards with a Z.com. The best place for your trading card fix whether it's new packs or vintage packs sports cards or entertainment cards stackercards.com has everything you need to feed that trading card addiction plus if you use the code vintage at checkout you'll save an additional 10 percent off your order so pick up your cards today at stackercards.com that's stackercards with a z.com Do some vintage throwdown. All right. Well, Chris knows I didn't really watch it. <laughs> kind of. I couldn't find the right video, so I was trying to watch it on YouTube and couldn't find the right video. Uh, he's like, so we're just watching this four-minute match. He's talking about four-minute match. I think the match was like almost thirty minutes. I mean, he told me where 20 of the minutes of the, the thing was. It's just the entrance. <laughs> and pretty much the, the entrances were pretty long. And then the uh, the beginning of the matchup, like with them teasing like lockups and stuff like that was pretty, was a little drawn out. But um, I'm going to tell you, the reason why I picked this match, I actually watched um, on Peacock. They have the, the WWE Untold series. Um, and this was actually one of the ones I watched uh, this past week uh, where they actually went and talked out like the dynamics about the match coming together and things like that. And it's actually really interesting. Um, the one big thing that they were talking about was this. They, do you know how they, when they reach out to like different um, celebrities or athletes and stuff like that, it's usually like, you know, football player or something, you know, think back to Lawrence Taylor versus Bam Bam Bigelow um like a couple other things like that this was really the first time that anybody had worked with the nba in this type of environment and then with someone like dennis rodman who is pretty much like one of the biggest stars off the court off and on the court during this time frame um and then you have carl malone the mailman the mailman and then the two of them pretty much facing off two years in a row in the NBA Finals on um, the Chicago Bulls and the Utah Jazz. And this match happened uh, to come come after the, the second matchup, uh, the second year of them facing off at the Finals. Um, like the buildup and everything, you know, eventually, you know, the Bulls ended up going out to win that championship uh, against the Utah Jazz. <clears throat> and it's just like the whole backstory and stuff that they talked about behind this match. Um, or Bischoff basically telling them like 
It's like, yeah, we weren't supposed, we couldn't tell them to do stuff to promote the match um, during the NBA game, like during the court time. But he said, you know, if you guys want to throw like a little bit of elbow here and there, like, you know, while, while you guys aren't in play, you know, maybe some smack talk, something to draw some attention. He's like, I'm not telling you that you should do this, but if you happen to type of thing, so, <coughs> but that's like pretty much the uniqueness of this matchup, having, um, Carl Malone and Dennis Rodman in this type of environment. So who are you pulling for, Chris? <clears throat> What's that? pulling for i was nwo for life man still nwo for life <laughs> yeah uh i wasn't nwo for life uh necessarily but i was for this, this match because i'm like <laughs> man i gotta take my boy robin over fucking carmel and fuck that guy <laughs> <clears throat> gary i gotta ask you this question 1998 were you even born yet yeah Four years old. Uh, this this is the fun stuff with the vintage throwdown. Is like, Michael Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> is that that guy from Space Jam? <laughs> but Garrett's four years old, and we were in what, like junior high. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, or sixth grade. I think I was probably in sixth grade. Uh, I think it was like seventh. Seventh or eighth grade. Or could have been fifth. <laughs> Might have been. I actually know this was um ninety eight. I think I was in my freshman year. Because I came to school that year. <clears throat> no, this wasn't. Graduated in two thousand. Tenth grade. This happened, during, this happened during the summer, right? Summertime, yeah. Well, I came to, I went to school that year that after this pay per view and stuff, this bash at the beach, rocking a uh, wolf pack t shirt. Okay. <laughs> it's my first day of school, a wolf pack t shirt. <laughs> I think yeah. that was actually, that was my junior year, actually. The one with the wolf or the red NWO? <laughs> the red NWO logo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but this this match like caused like a huge media frenzy with Carl Malone and Dennis Rodman. Um and the funny thing is like Rodman and Malone were actually like lifelong wrestling fans. Um Malone talked about growing up watching like the Von Erics and um you know guys like you know from that time frame and stuff. And Malone actually looked really good in this match. Like very surprising. Like he was at the their TDP said he was pretty much at the power plant like training just about every day that he had like free time he was there. Um, it's not, not going to be the best match you've seen or anything like that, but it's definitely worth watching. Like, absolutely, spectacle. Yeah, I mean those some of those body slams like Malone hit some pretty good body slams on Hogan. Um. It was just he was impressive for for what he was. And I, I probably think that if he had taken a different path in life instead of pursuing basketball, this probably would have been the path that he, he would have eventually went down. Like he seemed pretty pretty natural and picked up a lot of things really quick. Um Rodman just partied 
like all the time and wouldn't go over matches. But um, like when it was time to time to go to work, he was like hundred percent on. Like as soon as they walked through that curtain, so. But it was uh, it's definitely an awesome matchup. And the thing before this too, um, like if you actually watch the the bash at the beach pay-per-view and they did like the hype match, the hype video before this match, mm-hmm. this was the week, the pay-per-view after um, Hogan lost the world title to Goldberg on Monday Nitro. Interesting. Oh. <clears throat> I remember watching that. Like I lost my shit when Hogan lost that title. Like, I was actually a, at that point. I think I was with everybody else and was a Goldberg fan. Yeah, I was a Goldberg fan too. Like I was like, I was like yelling in my bedroom, like "What? <laughs> it's Nitro! <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a pay per view. <laughs> not even hot." <laughs> Dude, that's what the Monday Night Wars gave you. <laughs> yeah, that's. That was like one of the biggest things. Like Goldberg comes in and just destroys Hogan and wins the title. And then like Hogan goes into this matchup like with two of the biggest like stars in the NBA outside of like Michael Jordan and you know whoever else at that time. But yeah, it was pretty awesome. That was the time frame that we had in the 90s with the Monday Night Wars and the Attitude Era and all that other stuff. Is we got stuff like this. Now we get, I don't know what the fuck we get now. It's, it's definitely not this. We get Snoop Dogg doing dives uh, to the outside of the ring. The, the rapper dude. Uh, what was his name? Bad Bunny. Huh? Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny, yeah. Bad Bunny. We get Bad Bunny, I, man. I, I'll take Bad Bunny. Like, he was very impressive. Definitely set the bar for um the next person that comes in and tries to wrestle as a celebrity. What about my uh, what about my boy uh, Pac-Man Jones? <laughs> oh my god, he couldn't do anything. Or Frank, or Frank Logic. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Pac-Man uh, Jones couldn't do anything but stand yeah. on the apron. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't. <laughs> they didn't find that out though that like he couldn't legally do that until after they already yeah. promoted. So. Yeah. <laughs> But my boy, our truth. <laughs> they were tag champions too. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell? Like, you can't do anything." <laughs> why's Why's Truth doing everything? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was so much good stuff in the like that '90s era. I was more WCW than I was WWE, though. So. But. That was like when TNA was still in Nashville. Yeah, they had some stuff to work out at that time frame. <laughs> That's when they're bringing in guys like freaking, what was it, um, Toby Keith? <laughs> yeah, Toby Keith. <laughs> to wrestle Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck wants to watch Toby Keith wrestle? Like, really? <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Man, terrible, terrible stuff. Um, they got better. It took them a while, but I think they're 
somewhere good. <clears throat> oh man, yes, that's um, venture story on this week. That was um, WCW Bash at the Beach, nineteen ninety eight. That was the main event of that pay per view. Um, so if you skip forward on Peacock to about two hours and about twenty five or thirty minutes. Um, it should take you right towards almost the beginning of the matchup or a little bit into the beginning of the match since, uh, you know, you can't search for matches on Peacock anymore or at all. God forbid. We had it so WWE Network. Yeah. Uh, Garrett, uh, do you know who, uh, Carmelo? I know you probably know Dennis Rodman. Do you know who Carmelo is? Yeah, I know who Carmelo is. Okay. I didn't know if you knew who he was or not. Hey. I mean, I mean, how do you? How, I mean, I'd have to know. I think I'd be. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. All right, so <laughs> that's gonna wrap everything up. Uh, let's plug the Four Horsemen of the Wrestling podcast. Um, our good friend Phil Gentile over at the Fig Cave, who dropped a new episode this week, um, basically doing a massive unboxing, um, some AEW unrivaled figures, some WWE elites. Um, go check that out if you got some time to kill. Um, running podcast, new episodes every Friday, um, new episode this morning, and of course they do their Twitch stream every week as well now um, on Thursday night. So follow them on Twitch. Um, and check out their live stream, which is a lot of fun. They do some giveaways and stuff like that. They're in streams. I actually have a SummerSlam Elite Miz uh, coming my way from a, uh, the run-ins live streams. And then um, our friend Kenny over at the call-up. I'm um, doing his Wednesday weekly um, cup of coffee. And then I know he's got a lot of interviews lined up as well. So I don't know if those are going to be part of the weekly show, if they'll be separate. But definitely subscribe to Kenny on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast from to give him a listen and on top of all that if you are not already a member check out the figcave.com join the Facebook group one of the best free figure groups on Facebook everybody in that group is super chill super awesome um, stuff on the pegs like if you're looking for stuff it's retail plus shipping uh, so nothing really over $35 when you factor in shipping. Um, people always doing fig hunts out there, trying to track down the latest and greatest stuff. Uh, so if you have a hard time in your area, whether it be for scalpers, other collectors, um, low distribution issues, uh, definitely join that group. And, you know, they help each other out. We help each other out. That's, that's how we roll in the fig cave. Oh. Um, that's it for plugs and shout outs. Well, actually, it's not it. Jimmy King, King will rule you on Twitter. If you're not following the King, I don't know what to tell you. Um, just if you see a Winnebago pull up, you should probably lock your doors and hide because you're probably about to get crowned. So definitely follow the King on Twitter. It's, it's a great follow. So I, I, just, I don't understand why nobody's following the King. But yeah, uh, that's it. Theme of the week this week, Carl. Your pick. What you got for us? Yeah. Um, so let's just go with uh, some people that we've talked about. Uh, so we talked about uh, Road Dog. 
right? Yep. And then um, I'm not going to go with your, um, like, who you think I would go with as a tag team partner, but we also talked about one of Road Dogs' uh, tag team partners. Are we getting rowdy? Are we getting rowdy? Yeah. We're getting rowdy. <laughs> We're getting rowdy. <laughs> I knew exactly what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Road Dog, Cake Quick. Uh, let's get rowdy. <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad they released him and he came back as our truth. <laughs> oh, man. I was not a fan of. Like, I, I liked Cake Quick, but I, I just. Like he needed to go away and come back for a little bit, or go away for a little bit and come back. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> I liked him more in like TNA. So, like that's where like I kind of like oh yeah, I like he got the he got to showcase his personality more and like his character more yeah. uh, in Impact and TNA than he did in in WWE as K Quick. Because like as soon as they brought him in, they straddled him. Like with the road dog, <clears throat> you're on that tag team. You know, it's like it's not really doesn't really get to showcase much outside of his um, rapping ability. And he's getting the ring though. Oh, he's very good in the ring. So I mean, everything that he did back then, he still does now. So I mean, like he's probably one of the more entertaining parts of Raw, regardless if he's chasing around a glorified acrobat uh, for the 24/7 title. But at least he makes those segments a little more entertaining. But yeah, let's get rowdy. Get rowdy. Can't remember the rest of the song. But I remember the uh, the first game he was in was uh, WWF Raw on the Xbox. <laughs> the only reason why I bought the Xbox was for that game. And that game was hot garbage. <laughs> was it Xbox? No, it was Dreamcast. It was um, what was that game? It was it was a Dreamcast game. That's what it was. So a friend who had a Dreamcast, and it, yeah. and it had a uh, K Quick in there. Oh, awesome! All right, well that's gonna do it for us for this week. Uh, this is episode one ten of the Wrestle Again podcast. Thank you guys for checking us out. Um, as always. Make sure you follow us on wherever you guys listen to your podcast at um, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all that good stuff. And you the show, check out the feed post top 90 um, wrestling podcast breakdown. You might find some other podcasts on there that you might like as well. Um, or discover the ones that you forgot about that you used to listen to and you stopped listening to because you didn't have enough time. Um, so definitely check those out. Um, Drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, you can also find us on Pod Chaser. It's P O D C H A S E R, Pod Chaser, where you can leave a review and rate our show on there as well uh, for you non Apple users who are using Android. Um, if you want to leave uh, some comments and reviews, it's a good place to do that as well. Um, and that's it. Uh, on behalf of myself, Christy Heat Matthews, Garrett G. Money Mon. Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. Thank you all for checking us out, and we'll uh, chat with you guys next week. Later, Marks. Because if you ain't first, you're last. Unless you're <laughs> <third> first. <laughs> <laughs> oh!
Oh, you didn't know, you better call somebody The D-O-double-G, it can't quit, it get rowdy Get 